So believe it or not, the title's not clickbait. I actually did hack this camera. I didn't actually do this myself. I had a company called Precision Camera do it. In fact, I wanna thank Sony for hooking me up with this whole thing. I'll tell you how it came about. What I've done here is this has had a modification that is known as a full spectrum conversion. Let's check it out. So one of the things that you may or may not know about a digital sensor is that typically digital sensors are capable of collecting more light than what the human eye can see. What the human eye can see is typically referred to in terms of light energy is the visual spectrum. Below the visual spectrum, you have ultraviolet light and above the visual spectrum, you have infrared. The digital camera sensor can actually pick up more light than what we're capable of perceiving and it can render that into something that we do see in images. And typically they're not because photographs, you know, we kind of have a point of reference being that we have eyes and we see a certain way. So there are filters that go over your sensor on every digital camera that limit this. There's typically a low pass filter as well as an eye our reduction glass. So I have had both of those elements removed from this camera. That was the modification. And if you've heard of an infrared modification, typically what they do is they replace both of those filters with a infrared filter that only allows infrared light to come through. Now light is measured in nanometers, so you can get these depending on how much infrared light you want to have in, but that's a permanent modification to the camera. What I decided to do on this one was do a full spectrum modification so I can use filters on the front of the glass to modify the types of light that I'm capturing visually in the camera. That makes sense. Let me show you. This is my Sony NEX7, which I've had for a number of years. I bought it when it came out. It's an excellent camera. It's APS-C, but it is 24 megapixels, so you do get decent resolution. I've paired this up with a Zeiss Batis 18 millimeter lens, and this is what I'm using right now. There is no filter on the lens, so when I take an image, and I'm gonna go through and show you what each one of these look like, but when I make an image, I'm getting the full spectrum of light, including UV and including infrared, and this isn't a bad thing. It's just not very interesting. What I wanna be able to do is limit that and actually isolate a certain light range. Let me show you. So this is an IR slash UV cut filter and it kind of has this cool pinkish hue to it. And what it essentially does is it's going to block out ultraviolet light as well as infrared. So when I put this on the camera, this is going to get it back to the way it was before the full spectrum conversion. So you're probably thinking, well, Ted, that's ridiculous. Why would you have it converted just to put a filter on and put it back to where it was? Well, sometimes you want to limit light. And so this is another variation that we can do, which also is cool for me because the modification isn't necessarily permanent. I'll show you when I show you some images here. That's the IR slash UV cut filter. Now, this is an infrared filter and you can see it is very dark. You can't see through that because we can't see infrared light. What this does is this blocks everything under a specific measurement. And this is a 72, so it is a 720 nanometer infrared filter. If you got something like an 850 nanometer filter, that would have a slightly different look to it because its cut point where it's filtering out light is much higher than the 72. The 72 is very versatile, but you can have a whole bag of these. There's a lot of versatility that you can get. They have different looks to them. This one's very high contrast. Another filter that I actually do not have today because they're very expensive and it's the holiday season, so I'm going to have to wait to get one. But you can get an ultraviolet filter, which will filter everything but UV light. And it's really interesting for portraits or forensic type stuff because it will reveal blemishes and things in human faces that you don't normally see in the visual spectrum. They're very interesting, but these were the main two I wanted to start with. Let's kind of do a comparison and I'll show you what we're looking at. You can see on the back screen here, when you get a full spectrum conversion done, that everything has kind of got this magenta hue to it. So typically what I will do in camera is go into the menu settings. Here's some old school 
school Sony menus for you here. If you go into creative style, I'm gonna switch this over to black and white because that's basically what I'm going to be producing in the end. You can do color infrared photography, but uh, this is what I'm going to use for my point of reference in here. Really, even if you're gonna shoot color, the raw images will have color in them, but I'm going to frame everything up in black and white just to get rid of that. So I'm gonna go ahead and get my first image that it's full spectrum because there's no filter. So we will use this as a point of reference. So we're good to go there. Let's start using filters. So next we're gonna use the IR UV cut filter. I'm gonna go ahead and get that on there. And what this will do is give us basically the look of classic black and white film. We're not gonna have any ultraviolet or infrared light coming into the sensor. So let's go ahead and frame that up. Get in focus and let's get our shot there. Infrared filter. So we have images. Let's head back and I'll show you what these look like and how you deal with them in post-production. at some different images and talk about what we're seeing but I do want to first thank Sony because the whole idea for this infrared conversion uh, and me doing it came about when I was at Photo Plus I guess about a month ago and I was talking to some of the Sony guys late one night and we were talking about the Phase 1 cameras in particular the Acromatic and somebody said well why don't you get one of your cameras converted because we've been talking about all the Sony cameras that I've owned over the years so I decided to take my NEX7 and I want to thank Sony for hooking me up with that it was really really cool of them. They actually had me send the camera to Precision Camera, which is part of their pro support deal. But anyway, very cool, super quick, did a great job. We're gonna look at some images. The other thing I want to mention that I think is going to be really cool, is coming up this weekend, I'm going on another Sony trip, and I can talk about this one. There's no product announcement. Uh, but what we are going to do is we are going to be working with a gentleman named Stan Moniz, who is an incredible astrophotographer. Astrophotography is something that I really have not done much of, and by not much of, I mean I have never done any astrophotography. So I'm super excited to be working with Stan. We've talked on the phone a couple times about what we're gonna do in the video, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and we'll be able to do some infrared stuff out there as well. So I'm really looking forward to that, so look forward for those videos. That's where I'm going this weekend. I'm leaving tomorrow. But anyway, let's get to the point and let's check out what's going on with some of these infrared and not so infrared images that I made. So when we first bring these in to Lightroom, you're going to notice that they all have this strong red cast to them. And I was talking about that earlier. That's why we moved the viewfinder over to black and white. Even the images that I did that like this one, which is actually done with the IR cut filter, there's still some white balancing that needs to be done. It's pretty easy. You just go over into the develop module, when to grab the eyedropper, we'll grab something that is somewhat gray, and there we have kind of a white balanced image. Now this was done with the UV and IR cut filters engaged, so what we're seeing here is actually something where we don't see the infrared um, light and we do not see the UV light. We are seeing the visual spectrum, so it's a little bit easier to work with as if, if we had no modification. Now on the other hand, if we take this image, and this was done with the infrared filter on, so this was no visual spectrum, no UV, it was just infrared light 720 nanometers and above and you can see with this one you're going to have to convert it to black and white if you want to do a color image lightroom has a limitation and you can do some nice false color work with infrared where you get a blue sky and white vegetation you're just not going to get it here you can take it into photoshop you can also make custom dng profiles uh, for bringing things in but the idea is if i click on one of these leaves it just kind of sort of fixes, but it's not blue. It goes to kind of this, you know, brown maroon color. I do want to show you something very cool though. If we go over to capture one and I'm going to bring up one of my images and you can see that we have the red cast. 
This is amazing. If I go under the color tab and I grab my eyedropper for white balance, and now when I click on one of the white leaves, it does the blue conversion. Now, I used a 720 nanometer filter on here, so it's filtering out everything below 720. You could get more false color if you lowered that and brought it into the visual spectrum some, and I'm going to get some more filters and do some work with that. It's a little beyond the scope of what we're talking about here to go into that, so if you guys want to see more, make sure you drop me a comment. But I want to look at some of these images and how we're going to deal with post-processing. And if you're using Lightroom, the easiest thing I've found is I just made a little preset that basically adds a black and white conversion to things and it also adds the lens profile onto it so that is done and you can do these on import as well it all depends on what you're doing since we have a mix of images in here that's what we're looking at but you can see what the effects are when you do infrared images is that you get this really interesting look to things. Things generally look like they were shot at night, which is cool, because what happens is your sky goes completely dark if it's blue, and then the foreground, when you have vegetation that's in bloom especially, basically leaves, what they do is they're green, one, and they basically absorb different types of light, and so when you cut that back to just the infrared spectrum, they turn white in the end, and you can get some really interesting results with this. What's interesting is I feel like I'm at this point of kind of discovering what possibilities are with infrared. As I mentioned, I've shot on the Phase 1 Acromatic, which does have full spectrum capabilities. I didn't have it for very long, and I certainly didn't have the filters to play with it. But one thing that's really interesting, when you consider kind of the classic look of this high contrast with white vegetation, and when you have dark skies, and what that means, when I started to film this video yesterday, I was kind of disappointed because by the time I was going to go out and get my sample images, we had overcast skies, so I wasn't going to get the dark blue thing going on. So I went ahead and shot some images anyway, and I was actually pleasantly surprised because we don't have the dark sky, but we still have the reaction with the vegetation with leaves and trees. And I'm telling you, like, it is fall right now. We're in early December, and Texas is not the most beautiful place in the world right now. But with infrared, you can go in and create this whole other world of visually what you're seeing that looks completely different. These do not look like images that I shot at about 10.30 in the morning. They look like something that was shot in the middle of the night with strange lighting conditions. So I want to get more into this as we move forward, but that was the other big thing is that when you do an IR conversion on a camera, uh, typically one of the ways that you can do it is to get one of those IR filters in, built into the sensor. And for me, that's cool, but I really wanted more flexibility than that out of it. And external filters do cost a lot of money, especially if you want good ones and you want them to work right, and if you need different sizes for different lenses. So there is a little bit of an investment on that front. But for me, I wanted the versatility out of it. The other interesting thing to note is I did this on a camera that is not the latest and greatest. This was the flagship Sony, what, seven years ago when it came out, maybe six years ago. And that's not that much time, but a lot has happened, especially with mirrorless technology since then. And the NEX7 gives you sharp images. You're getting at 24 megapixels, and I'm totally glad that I got this done, and I can't wait to experiment some more with it. Now, some of you guys have probably shot infrared. Some of you have probably shot UV. If you shoot film, it's obviously a little bit easier to do these. You don't have to convert your camera. You just buy a different film type. But with digital photography, I think it's very interesting, because my memory of shooting the Kodak infrared back in the day meant really 
really grainy images and they were kind of like, it was really weird on how you would get your exposure sometimes and I never really got a grasp of that. Anyway, the results were cool, but they were never like this. They were never clean looking. So I'm really excited about this. I'm gonna be doing some more on this in the future. So if any of you have any suggestions or anything you want to know about this, please drop me a comment. So I wanna thank Sony once again for helping me with the conversion on the NEX6. I will put links to things in the show description and also Stan Moniz, go check him out. He's got a YouTube channel and he does some really awesome work. And I will put a link to that at the end of this video and in the description as well. So go check Stan out and uh, tune in this weekend because we're going to be having a good time with a bunch of cool cameras and doing Astro, which I've never done before. I'm totally stoked. I will see you guys in the next video. Until then, later. Later.